listening to a podcast from Light FM. The Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. Good, Good morning. Good morning. On today's episode of Masterpiece, we find out about capturing the essence of the moment with Malaysia's first live wedding painter, Sophia Ang. Let's begin by finding out a little bit about the reason why you got involved in art. I've always been drawing and painting my entire life. But if you want me to pick a specific moment, it would be when I was five or six. Wow. So I remember us in kindergarten being given like coloring sheets so i was just having the time of my life coloring taking my own sweet time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then we submitted it and little did i know it was a competition oh and i won it wow so at that point i think that was when i realized i'm good (laughs) (laughs) you can only see her face right now i'm good that was when i realized uh, hey, I'm good. Yeah. yeah, I think from then on, every time I had to fill in uh, the ambition column in any forms, mm-hmm. it was always art-related. Oh. Yeah, and of course, I've been through a twist and turn in my career. Mm-hmm. I wasn't always in art. I didn't even study art. I'm a self-taught artist. Right, even mm. though you always knew you had the talent. So what I, did you study? Like, what was that sort of more conservative path you kind of followed yeah. through school and out? I wouldn't say it was conservative, I went to a government school. Mm-hmm. I didn't take the art stream. I took the science stream. Oh. Right. So I didn't even study art I- in high school itself. Right. right. So then... Because you didn't need to. No, it's <laughs> more <laughs> like it's the smart thing to do. If okay. you are able, if you're studious, you should go to the art stream. You have a brighter future. You mean science stream? Uh, uh, I mean science stream, right. sorry. Okay, uh, so you yeah, what happened? A, yeah, then also that's what our parents keep telling us. Exactly, this is, this exactly. is the way our parents taught us, right? Correct, correct. If you are smart enough, you must take the science stream. So correct. what happened then? Yeah, a lot of Asian parents are the same. I think no right. Asian parents would encourage their children to be an artist, go that after your dream. Yeah. Right? They always have to like go for the wiser option, the safer option. So taking art as a major in university would. It's a big no-no. So mm. what path did you take after Science Stream? Um, the second option was hotel management, oh. uh, which was also a no-no. Okay. Because my mom was like, "Why do? What should I pay for you to be a high class mate?" <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can hear my parents' <laughs> words yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 And then like the third option was a psychology. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which was somewhat medical related somewhat which was in my mom's range of oh she could be a doctor (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) okay i can see that yeah so then it was accepted so i went on to study psychology Mm -hmm. and then after i graduated i tried the traditional route of working in office Mm -hmm. so i was a headhunter for about a year oh wow obviously i was miserable right yeah and then that was when i decided to just follow my heart and pursue art. Yeah. How did that go? Like, wh- how do you make steps in that direction <laughs> my from de- headhunting? My degree in psychology allowed me to teach. Mm. So it's accepted in some international school. It's valid to do teaching. Mm-hmm. Oh, you went back to teaching. You went to teaching. Okay, yes, I went it. into teaching right. with the idea of teaching art. Hmm. So for mm. me, my goal was really simple. I just wanted to do anything related to art. It doesn't matter what I am doing, whether I'm a full-time artist or whether I'm a teacher or whatsoever. So that path seems most doable for me at that time mm-hmm. to go into teaching and slowly go into teaching art, right. which is what I did. Do you remember the point where you were kind of, okay, I'm teaching art. At what point do I question myself whether or not I should even be teaching art if I'm actually not practicing as an artist or Mm. or not doing Mm. that for myself? So do you remember that point where you kind of went, 
I actually have to do this. I can't just teach it. Mm. I wouldn't say I wasn't a practicing artist. I was actively doing art. I was actively painting, but not actively selling. I wasn't going the traditional route of going through galleries, having right. agents. But I would still call myself an artist. I would still get commissions from time to time. Right. My students still look up to me and they do get good results from my teaching. So I think, yeah, I don't think any less of that. As opposed to, yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Okay, so you're teaching art, but then you never actually studied art and mm. you were a self-taught painter. How did you wrap your head around teaching this thing that you had to kind of learn yourself? I would imagine that would be not mm. such a obvious yeah. curriculum or an obvious way I of understand, doing things. I understand. So I got hired by my portfolio. So mm. not by my educational background. By your skill, because they could see that you were talented. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think how I wrap my head around it, for me, when someone tells me you're so talented, mm. some artists would take that as an insult. Oh, why? Because art is Subjective. hard work. Mm. Yeah, it's not a small oh, not pers- just talent. Is it's, that what you're saying? Yeah. So okay. some artists might take it the wrong way. Like, I work okay. hard to reach where I am. Who, why are you just telling me I'm tender? Of course, it's not... That's not the intention. People right. say it with good intention as mm. a compliment. Right. Oh, you're so talented. But for me, when I hear that, I take it as, okay, I'm talented. But I see my talent as being so obsessed with art right. that I would do anything to learn it. I would make mistakes after mistakes wow. and mm. learn through my own mistakes. That's how I have managed to learn so far. Right. Because I wasn't given the opportunity to go to an art school and like learn from the masters how to do it. Mm. My masters was myself, YouTube, other artists, basically, yeah. You do something very, very interesting also with your art, which is the the live wedding yeah. painting that goes on. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that, because like you're the pioneer, you're the first person yes. in Malaysia to do it. And actually, I haven't heard of someone who does this in any other country either. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, this is actually very fascinating. Yeah. Tell us what it is first. What okay, is a sure. live wedding no painter? Problem. Yeah. So... Live wedding painting or live event painting is basically when I go to an event, mostly a wedding. I set up my painting station there and I capture a moment from the wedding. Mm -hmm. It could be the first dance, the first kiss, the vow exchange or any cultural appropriate Mm -hmm. uh, wedding moments. I capture it in a form of a painting. So it happens at the same time as the wedding event. I start along with it, I progress with it, and at, as the event ends, the painting is complete. Right. Mm. So when the couples look at the painting, they can tell themselves, oh, I know exactly when this was painted. It was as my wedding event was progressing. That's the meaning behind it. Right. Yeah. And it kind of seals in a special moment in a form of a painting. Right. So to put it bluntly, it's a very manual photography, basically. Right. Yeah. I have questions about this because mm. you're taking a moment Correct. And you're painting it. Yeah. But you're not taking a photograph of that moment and painting off the photograph, mm. right? You're there, but nothing is static. Everything is moving. It's yeah. gone by the time you by the time, yeah. put five brushstrokes on, right? Do you have some sort of, yeah, how does it work? Do you have like some sort of photographic memory that captures a frame of that moment that then you paint? How does this work? Oh, right. I get asked this a lot. Yeah. So the answer is I use everything. 
So there's some parts of the painting that comes from my memory. Mm-hmm. I also used a few photos, some photos of the background, some photo of the couple before the moment happened. I take video of the moment so I can rewatch it. Right. So using all these elements, I piece them together into a painting. That's how I do it. Yeah, and it's and done by the end of the event. Correct, it's done so by it's the end. Of, fast. Yes. Yeah. So I mm. normally start maybe an hour or two before the event actually begins mm-hmm. to get the background in. I like to be at the event before any of the guests are around. So your work would already have started by that point? Yes. You've, oh, got it. It right, helps right. me get into the zone. So once I'm in the zone of painting, even when the guests are visiting my station, they're talking to me, I won't get distracted because I'm already in it. Do you wish they didn't talk mm. to you? That's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's pursed her lips and she's thinking, that's a yes, ladies and gentlemen. The commercial answer is no. no. Talk to me. <laughs> I'm very interested in how you actually got into doing this more performative style of, of art. From jumping from sort of psychology into teaching and then, mm. and then from teaching to teaching art and also working on your own style voice i don't know what the right word mm. is for this and then this is sort of performance coming into to play and, and i mean how did you find out about this being even a thing the story of this starts from the pandemic oh yes I, i'm an outcome of the pandemic right. right so obviously during the mco classes couldn't go on mm. and online classes for art just doesn't cut it so during mco while I have all this free time, obviously a lot of people were given a pay cut and just sent home to fend for themselves. Mm. I was one of those people. Mm. So given those extra time and the desperation of trying to find work, basically, mm-hmm. I was a little lost at that time. But I knew I had to do something to take charge of my life. That was when I decided that, oh, I can't just... I, I want to stop working for other people. I want to start something myself. Mm. But what do I start? Because I don't want to just start selling art like most artists because I don't think that's sustainable for me at Mm. least it's Mm. too competitive Mm -hmm. and I don't feel in a way I don't feel good enough to compete with a lot of artists that's been out there selling their art so I Mm. wanted something sustainable for me anything like I said anything art related is good enough for me I just wanted Mm. to paint and create art as a living and the third criteria for me was uh, I wanted a job that allowed me to sleep for at least eight hours a day, because all these years you say that like it's like it's a bad thing, but I think that's actually really good. Yeah. Like, isn't that what we should always try yes, for? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that was like my top three priorities. So while looking around, like, oh, what should I do? Should I start workshops? Should I start this? I was scrolling TikTok because everyone during p- the pandemic is scrolling TikTok. Mm-hmm. I was scrolling TikTok, and then I find this American artist. That is that went viral for live wedding painting. Hmm. Apparently, it's a huge thing in the US. Right, it's right. a oh. legit occupation. There are so many live wedding painters. Wow. Oh, then then I started looking, uh, researching about this live wedding painting, and I realized there's none in Malaysia. Not mm-hmm. just Malaysia. The the whole area surrounding right. a Southeast Asia. There's none in Thailand. There's none in right. Indonesia, yeah. Singapore. Mm. And then I'm like, why? Mm. I would like this for my own wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So then I started doing more research, thinking like, how can I apply this in Malaysia, right? Mm. And then I realized one of the reason it could be how multicultural we are. Mm. So every 
culture has a different wedding style mm. and different time frame, different set, different mm. setting. Right. It could be hard to implement a typical live wedding painting that's done in the West, where it's always ceremony and then reception. That's right. I mean, here you've got stuff at the temple, you've got stuff at people's exactly. houses, you've got stuff in a days. ballroom, yeah. Yeah. for days. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. So it's somewhat a blessing for it to be the pandemic and MCO at that time because it huh. gave me the time to experiment. Mm. So then I experiment with my process, make sure I can get a painting done within a specific time frame. Mm-hmm. I made samples of weddings from different culture and I started posting my progress on social media. Right. And then it caught attention and I started getting bookings during the pandemic itself. Mm. Oh, fabulous. Wow. Yeah. And then now it's my full-time thing. Wow. Yeah. Right, right. What's your favorite moment doing this for other people? Favorite moment? Mm. What's What's that story that will, mm. will stay with you as part of, I guess, your sort of purpose and, and knowledge that you're on the right path? Mm. Mm. It's just that Knowing each wedding I paint or each event I paint is very important for the person who hired me. And the fact that I'm a part of it. And there are times where the couple, the bride mostly, they tear up looking at the painting. Especially when times where I'm asked to add people into the painting where it could be parents that have passed. Pets that have passed. Yeah, because yeah. wow. for me personally, mm. one of my biggest regrets is not having my grandmother at my own wedding. Right. I would right. love anything. I would give anything to have my grandma at my wedding. Mm. And if I could, I could bring all my dogs to my wedding. That would be perfect. <laughs> I have six dogs, by the way. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, and obviously I wasn't able to have them at my wedding. <laughs> yeah, and and this painting, live painting, allows that to happen. I'm I can paint pets and people who have passed or family member that are not able to make it. I could right. add them to the painting as if they are there. That's so profoundly beautiful. Is, like, yeah. I just, now I suddenly get it. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. The more I learn about what you do mm. when it comes to live wedding painting, I think there's something beautiful about the act of even making a wedding happen requires so much effort. Exactly. So the fact that you put so much effort mm. also into creating it is more of a representation of what the wedding is yeah. because there's more effort that went into this image which also represents all the effort that went yeah, into it's actual like a, wedding planning. Yeah. Token of reminder yeah. of all the hard work. Yeah. What's your favourite thing about art and being an artist? Hmm. My favourite thing about being art and an artist. Whoa. Yeah. No one has asked me this before. This is deep. That's why we're asking. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be... The different perspective I look at things. So, for example, I'm looking at you now. Most people see, oh, this is Asha. Mm -hmm. But I'm actually looking at your lines, how your hair grows, how Mm -hmm. I can make the color of your skin. How should I do the folds on your mask? So, when I look at some things, I look deeper into it. Like, I see the beauty in a lot of things. Like, a cup is not just a cup. You mean I, you see details. I see the details yeah. and I see the beauty in the simplest of things. And I really like that, like having that ability. 
Wow. Like there are days where like, oh, I'm so restless today. And I look up in the sky, I'm like, ooh, rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> rabbits in the sky? Yeah. <laughs> rabbits in the sky. Oh, you mean clouds? The clouds yeah. are like rabbits. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, where does she live? <laughs> <laughs> I love how Too much turpentine in your office, baby. <laughs> it's great that you find beauty in simplicity yeah. because I've been called simple so many times. <gasps> no! It's nice, it's nice to, to be seen as beautiful as well. <laughs> to all the budding artists out there who are harboring this secret desire, Mm-hmm. And they're grappling with, you know, parents and, and financing and all the other things that come into yes. play with sort of chasing your dream. What helpful advice would you have loved to have gotten that would have perhaps gotten you there faster that mm. you can give them now? Yeah. I don't think there's any way that have, would have gotten me faster. But I think one of the most important thing along the way was to keep that passion. A lot of people lose the passion for art along the way, a lot of artists. Mm. Because if you remember, all of us, me, you, anyone, mm. as a child, we all loved art. Mm. So what happened along the way? Why you did realized we, we were bad at it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say that. But, but you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Asha but, and I, we realized, yeah, this yeah. is not how we're going to make a living. <laughs> Stick figures ain't going to make me money. <laughs> but how did you realize you were bad at it? Did someone tell you? Oh, I told myself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You can see. Yes. This is our art. That's the other guy's art. That's like, boom, better. We, we have no problem not being good at it. Uh, yes. we're okay. We yeah. recognize our yeah. talent. Yes. <laughs> but for artists who love art, I would say just try to even if you're not in the field of art right now keep doing it even in your free time even 10 minutes of doodling Mm. just keep that passion even if it's a hobby it's very interesting you say keep that passion and then just doodling so are you saying that actually just doing it fuels the passion or feeds the passion yes it is that's exactly what I'm saying yeah so there are times where I complain to my husband, oh, I have this commission that I have to do. <laughs> I don't really want to start it. But the moment I start it, mm. normally I'm like, yes, I should have started this painting wow. hours ago. This feels so good to be in the zone. I love that you have that feeling and I actually feel a little bit jealous <laughs> yeah. of that feeling. Yeah. You know how and people say do. there is a runner's high yeah. for marathon? There's a painter's high for me too. Right. Is that not the fume of a pain? Like, is there some <laughs> kind of pain I need to use? <laughs> Oh I, you put it so plain. I love mm. how you you managed to convey to us the she joy. She painted the picture very well for yeah, us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With words this time. <laughs> I have one question I have to ask mm. because I can hear every Asian parent listening now screaming this oh, question no. out. You know what the question is also. It is, what is the range of payment that you get <laughs> depending on uh, what you're commissioned to do? Okay. Yeah. So for the live wedding painting, the typical range is between two thousand to three thousand ringgit per mm-hmm. job, depending on the size. Yeah. Wow, that's I, actually, I would say cheap for a work of art. Right. Do you know what I mean? I, I've been told painting. that. Yes, I've been told that. Yeah. But I remember <laughs> this could be a very delusional thinking, but I remember having a mission when I started this business. I wanted art to be something achievable by everybody. Mm. I wanted even normal, not rich people to be able to enjoy and have art. Oh, I love that. And this payment is something that I can accept. Right. So it's a two-way benefit. You get art, I have payment that I can accept. Is there a place that they can go to, uh, listeners can go to, to um, experience and see your work, uh, your body of work? My social media. Okay. <laughs> uh, my Instagram is uh, Studio. So if you go there, you can see videos and reels of how I work, photos of my work. 
And it's funny you say uh, Sophia can teach, but I don't exactly teach classes now. Mm. But I have been building a team of life painters. So I've been hiring wow. friends who are also interested in uh, starting as an artist. Right. I've been hiring some friends and teaching them as well. Yeah, You're building a community. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. So... <laughs> Um, if you get any uh, stick humans who have a stick human <laughs> wedding, call us because we do stick people. Really well. <laughs> so good. So good. Absolutely. <laughs> You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S Y O K.